This Wellness Coach Podcast is brought to you by a brand new Facebook group called The Wellness Couch Tribe. Come join us and chat about any episode at any time. Keep up to date with all our events and connect with a like-minded group of wellness enthusiasts. To join The Wellness Couch Tribe, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe on Facebook. Kombucha Zest have a unique brewing process, which does not just produce any old kombucha. With over 18 flavors being crafted by their super team, they not only have the best tasting kombucha, but I personally love that you can go and have a hands-on um, you know, experience where you can head to your local market or cafe and refill your bottles or get a glass and, and enjoy it that way as well. Their kombucha is full of health benefits, like all great ferments, including detoxifying through gluconic acids and probiotics, those good bugs in your gut, boosting energy with enzymes and B vitamins, and giving you mental clarity from all of the antioxidants. The perfect replacement for uh, that afternoon coffee or sugar craving, you know, if, you, if you're wanting a chocolate fix, kombucha is perfect. I recommend you try it. For me, uh, getting on board with local, innovative, and colorful people and companies, the Kombucha Zest Boys and Girls, um, it's, it's really a highlight of my job, and I'm so excited to have them on board. They allow me to bring you the Naked Naturopaths. So I encourage you to get on their website. It's kombuchazest.com, and check out their beautiful, beautiful ferment products and try them today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. My name is Melissa Gearing, and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Naked Naturopath. You just have me today, and I want to talk about quality control and, um, you know, the difference between a supplement and a supplement. I have spoken on the varying degrees of, you know, supplement and herbal quality in our market over the years of this podcast. However, it's probably the most common question that I get via email. And I thought, you know, um, I'd take this opportunity to tell you guys a little about my most recent little trip and um, even the stuff that I learned that um, I wasn't aware of. So welcome to the podcast. And if that interests you, then listen on. So if you have been in my clinic, you will know that I use a particular brand of herbal liquid medicine. And if you haven't, that's okay. I'm not going to name the herbal liquid medicine because there are some TGA rules on brand um, you know, advertising and support by practitioners. So we do need to be a little bit careful about what we say. But this particular brand recently took me on a trip to their laboratory. They flew me from Newcastle to uh, Queensland where they base all of their um, their warehouse and their laboratories and their offices. And it was such a cool trip as a herbalist using these herbs in clinic every single day to go up there and see how they're made and um, and see the quality control and see how much care is going into making sure that these liquids are coming out uh, with exactly the right therapeutic ingredients. Now, over the years, I've spoken on and off about quality of different supplements, um, like not all magnesiums are created equally and not all ions are created equally and how you know different forms of these things are absorbed better. But when it comes to liquid herbs, what what we're really looking for is the correct amount of active 
constituent, which is a particular ingredient in there that does the magical healing work, or the right therapeutic um, doses. So when you use a liquid herb, you want to make sure that if you have a bottle of kava that you use for a client right now today, you know, here and now, that that bottle of kava is going to provide you, um, or the next bottle of kava, sorry, is going to provide you with that same activity in that person. So they come into clinic, they're having some trouble sleeping or they've got some anxiety. You prescribe them a liquid kava at a particular dose and that may be, you know, five mil twice a day or, um, you know, six mil half an hour before bed. And they come back a month later and they say it worked really well and they need it again. You might have gone through five or six bottles of kava by then. So you want to know that the kava you prescribe the second, the third, the fourth time round is going to have the same active constituents and therefore give the same therapeutic outcome for that client. It's really important. It's making, it's, you know, it's ensuring that herbal medicine provides um, outcomes that are within modern modern medicine realms, if you like. So you know that when you take an aspirin or a paracetamol, it is, you know, 500 milligrams of that drug and, and you know how that affects you and the outcome. So making sure that herbs meet those standards is really, really important. And when I went, um, up to Queensland, it was really, really cool to see that this stuff is being tested and it's um it's super important for these companies not only to maintain their legal status in Australia um and all over the world in fact because we Australia supplies herbs to um yeah other countries all over the world we are leading the industry in this stuff so it's really cool but yeah like just to see the passion that goes into it and um the 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 knowledge and the time and the money because to sorry about that I forgot to put the old phone on silent so to test this stuff you need millions and millions of dollars in machinery to get the right um testing facilities so lots and lots of money and essentially you know they're not getting that back in a in a quick turnaround and not many people in the general public know the the trouble that they go to to get to these standards. And this is where the difference between what you buy off the shelf in the supermarket comes into play versus what I prescribe you. If you do go to the supermarket, you may pick up, uh, for example, echinacea. And that echinacea, mostly a tablet, you can't get liquids very often off the shelf. Um, That echinacea may be a echinacea flowering top that is, um, you know, there's a couple of different species of echinacea. It may be a purpurea. Now, the noteworthy, um, the interesting noteworthy fact about echinacea is that it has to contain these things called alkalamides. Get my mouth around it. Alkalamides. And uh, alkalamides are the proven active constituent of echinacea and they uh, have like the major markets of quality and control. So essentially what the companies are looking for is that each batch of echinacea has the right amount of this active ingredient. However, this active ingredient is not strong in any other part of echinacea but the root. 
and it is not very strong in all the species. So if you pick up a flowering top, um, you know, it's, it's in a capsule obviously, but the part of the plant used, it's a flowering top and it's a, it's a species of echinacea that doesn't have a high amount of this active constituent and it costs five, ten, fifteen dollars off the shelf from the supermarket or the pharmacy. You are not going to be getting the therapeutic action, the um, you know the bioavailability, the value in that echinacea, and you'll likely think that echinacea doesn't work for you. However, if you try an echinacea that has you know been been um, measured for quality and it's been protected against degradation and it's been extracted in the correct way and the right part of the plant has been used, you will get an awesome response. You know, echinacea, the telltale sign of its quality is that when you take it, it gives you this tingling feeling on the tongue. And it's actually something that over the years, my clients have kind of written to me and gone, hey, Mel, I feel really weird when I take this herb mix, my tongue goes off all tingly and I start um, salivating and traditionally that was always used as a quality tester for echinacea and that is the um, the alkalamides that are in there so it's a really cool measure of the quality Um, so that's just one example and like I said I've given you guys examples over the years of different supplements but this is a, a really see it's a really particular thing with herbal medicine as well um, we want to ensure that every liquid herbal formula is produced at a therapeutic dose. We also want to ensure that we source raw materials that are of really high quality. So what I saw when I went up to the warehouse was fascinating because when you walk in, it's completely full of boxes and tubs and big crates of raw herbal materials, so roots, stems, flowers, um, you name it. There's an array of, you know, herbs and there's a warehouse after warehouse. But in the top corner, when you walk into the right, there was this huge section with big rejected stickers all over it. And, of course, you know, my first question is, what's wrong with those herbs? And the, the quality wasn't up to scratch for them. So they weren't happy with the active constituents so when when a when a um, batch of herbal material comes in they take a little bit out and they send it off to their lab and if the active constituents aren't high enough it's out if the heavy metals are too high if there's pollutants um, then it's out uh, if the herbal material um, doesn't match what it should be then it's out you know like uh, for example they may get a load of St John's wort in the farmer says it's St. John's wort. It looks like St. John's wort. However, when they send it to the lab, it comes back and it's actually, um, you know, well, who knows, calendula, licorice, whatever. They don't look the same. But just as an example, because um, a lot of herbs, essentially, they just look like dried plant material, right? You can't always tell what they are by eye. So making sure that the right materials are used in that raw form and making sure that none of the herbal liquids that we get are sub-therapeutic formulas have been substituted. So this means that, you know, one of those plants has been used instead of the other, like I was talking about, adulterated. So making sure that there's no other plant material in there that doesn't, um, you know, belong in there. So that licorice is just licorice and it doesn't have bits and pieces of other herbs in there. 
We don't want it to be contaminated, whether that's microbio, uh, microbiomeal, like uh, bugs and stuff like that in there, or whether it's heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, that kind of stuff. We want to make sure that there's none of that in our liquid herbs because they're meant to be helping us heal and they're essentially medicines. So we want to make sure that there's none of that. Um, they want to make sure too that we don't uh, claim that the herb has a particular amount of constituents if it does not because, like I said earlier, that will mean that um, we may not get the results that we originally did. And the, the herbs that I use, they don't just comply with the industry standards. They go above and beyond and they exceed them, which is really, really exciting for me because I know I can trust them. Now, one of the biggest things that I have noticed with this is the taste factor. So I have had many different brands over the years um, in my clinic. And one of the biggest things that happens is if I do happen to get other brands in is I start to get people coming back and complaining about taste or upset tummy or maybe their herbs are causing them a bit of reflux, some weird stuff, right? And I go back to their mix and look what's in it and nearly every time I've put a different branded herb in there. So the benefit and I guess the byproduct of all of this testing and making sure that the herbs are a really high quality and the particular um, method of extraction as well. So making sure that it's cold uh, percolation and cold extracted and it's not been heated and that it hasn't been irradiated um, to speed up manufacturing, all these little bits and pieces make a huge difference to the taste factor. And when you're working with liquid herbs, palatability is one of the most important things. So, yeah, I went on this trip. I saw the raw herbs. I saw them being percolated. It's like these huge the French presses, coffee French presses, but for herbal medicine, and they drip out the bottom, and it's just a natural process, and they give it however much time it needs, which is awesome. And then, you know, being bottled up and then going into the lab and seeing all the testing and all the machinery and um, even herbs that don't need to be tested or that don't have an active constituent that we're looking for. So something like lavender, for example, um, they will get it and test the essential oil content to determine the quality of that herb. So different methods for different plants. Really, really, really cool. And you may be you may not be um, a weird, you know, scientific nerd like me, but I just found it so exciting. And I, um, you know, talking to the lab techs and these aren't, these aren't herbalists and naturopaths. These are full bone, full bone chemists uh, who are doing this work and um, working these machines and making sure that the, the herbs that come to us and the liquids that I pour for you in clinic are of high quality and are going to do the work that I want them to for you. So, um, Really great opportunity, really cool to see, and gave me so much more confidence in um, in what I do and and essentially providing those liquid herbs for my clients. So if you have any questions about this, it's a pretty interesting topic. Uh, please email me, info at mgherbs.com.au. And if you haven't been in clinic yet and you're in Newcastle, come into clinic, make a booking. And if you're not in Newcastle, then please just uh, book a Skype appointment because I send herbs all over Australia and um, it's really cool just to have a chat on Skype and see what's going on and be able to make you up a liquid mix uh, for you to try. So thanks again for listening in and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Couch podcast. Did you know we've launched a brand new Facebook group where you can chat about any podcast you like with a tribe of like-minded people? The group is called the Wellness Couch Tribe and it's an inspirational digital meeting place to connect you to like-minded wellness lovers just like you. To locate it and come join us, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe wherever you enjoy Facebook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.